You're listening to the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast, where we explore the connection between a fit body and positive mental health. And our big mission, it's to help 10,000 runners to develop fitter minds in the next two years. I'm your host, Michelle Frost. Let's get moving. Welcome to this episode of the Fit Mind Fit Body Podcast. Today we speak to Bianca Harding, and Bianca is Sue Robinson's daughter. Now we spoke to Sue just last week, if you're listening to this chronologically, in episode 102. So, how cool is that? This is a mother and a daughter who both run, but not only that, they often run together. Enjoy. Today on Fit Mind, Fit Body, I am really excited to introduce you all to Bianca Harding, who happens to be the daughter of Sue, who we had on, I think would probably be the episode before this. I think your episodes will be close together. So yes. that's really exciting. Yes. Welcome, Thanks. Bianca. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So obviously, <laughs> well, actually, it's not that obvious. We know that your mum lives in Western Australia. Yes. Where do you live? I'm the same. I'm 15 minutes from her. Oh, that's nice. nice and close. That's lovely. <laughs> I love that. So yeah. did you grow up there? Where did you grow up? Are you, are you West Australian born? Yes, yeah, yeah. No, grown up here. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, basically lived out in, well, I was born in Duncraig, but we were living in Yanship okay. um, for a while and then moved back up to like Scarborough and yeah, now in Padbury. Oh, and so they're all suburbs yeah. of uh, Perth, yeah. I assume. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I have spent a little bit of time in Perth. Like we stayed there for a month or six weeks or so at one point. And I found all the suburb names to be like, well, hold on, this is a mouthful. <laughs> so we're all yeah, we've got some long. interesting ones around here, that's for sure. Yeah. I think we were up <laughs> north, the north of in northern Perth. And yeah. some of the names. Jundalup. We were near Jundalup. Oh yeah, Jund Jundalup. anyway it it was a lovely place I'm sure you love have you lived anywhere else have you been there most of the time I've been here my whole life yeah so I'm literally like five minutes from the beach so need to be near the ocean that's really special I love that about western Australia it's beautiful yeah yeah we're lucky here that's for sure so (laughs) Bianca when you were at school were you much of a sporty girl did you do lots of I don't know. Nothing at all. <laughs> Nothing. Awesome. Nothing. Um, I, I did dancing growing yeah. up. Um, but other than that, nothing at school. <laughs> it was, wasn't until after school that I got into it. Okay. So can you remember what you thought when, obviously you had to go in cross country and you had to participate in the school carnivals and things. Can yeah. you remember what you thought about it at the time or is it just something you had I to do as part I don't think I even did it, to be honest. Oh. I hated school. I was, oh, I wagged a lot. <laughs> you did. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I did horse riding when I was younger, which oh, yeah. mum also had yeah. done. And then I got to probably the age of 16 and I was like, no, nah, I don't want to do sport. Got into boys <laughs> and that was about it. So, yeah, I didn't really do anything at school just a bit of dancing and that was it wow and so what did yep. you do when you left school what was your what's your occupation what did you do um when I left well I left at the end of year 10 and then I went and did beauty therapy yeah but pretty much I knew I just wanted to be married and be a yeah. young mum follow kind of in mum's footsteps and yeah I was married at 20 and then first child at 21 so then I didn't really work I just was with um the kids and yeah doing a bit of beauty therapy on the side. Oh, wow. So how many kids have you had? I have two teenage boys. One is 16 and the other is 14. Oh, so well two done. boys. Two boys. They, they would <laughs> yeah. have kept you busy. They definitely do and <laughs> definitely now. <laughs> Are they very sporty? So are you one of those mums who have to drive them around to all the different um, things? On my side? oldest, they, they both used to play soccer. Then my oldest kind of got to that same age of like 15 and didn't really want to do it anymore. So he just sits in his room on his PlayStation pretty yeah. much. And then my youngest uh, did soccer as well, got into NPL, gave it up for a little bit, and now he plays footy. Oh, wow. So, yeah, he's 
pretty amazing. He's, he's very talented. So we now have just come back to the start of the season and he's broken his hand. Oh. So he's pretty much out for five weeks now. So oh, that's frustrating. You know, yeah. So no sport for a while. Oh, unfortunately but yeah good. it's a bit of running around with them that's for sure on a Sunday morning yeah. and so you yeah. stayed home and done a bit of beauty therapy that whole time that's what you're yeah for a little bit uh, and then um, I did work in a uh, Irish pub in the city yeah. for about four years yeah which I absolutely loved it but yeah I just stayed home for about eight years before going and working at Rebel Sport which is where I still am now nine years later handy yes yes very handy (laughs) (laughs) yes thank god for my yes thank god for my discount because we have spent a lot of money between mum and I and that's all I bet you do yeah yeah so yeah I've been there for nine years this month that's awesome yeah I I think sometimes when I think about if I was to have a retail job then a job where I sold you know running things would probably be yeah my ideal retail job so definitely because they do say that running is a cheap sport I do not believe that in any single way so thank god yeah so we get all my shoes well most of our shoes there um and everything else and the kids footy boots and oh yeah everything from there so definitely saves me a little bit of money but I do have a very big tab there over the last few years that's for sure I think you can be be a gear junkie can't you with running like it definitely is a thing now definitely Definitely. And I, I sell like the garments and everything as well. So I've gone through quite a few garments. And, and you can t- yeah. talk to people from experience, which is, I think, yeah, people appreciate yeah. that. Though. So oh, definitely. I get a lot of runners coming in um, who, when they're coming in to buy shoes and stuff, so end up having a good chat with them for a while and yeah, hearing their stories. And yeah, it's good. Fascinating. It's oh, it. a bit yeah. like my job, sitting here talking yeah. to people on the podcast about yeah, running. Exactly, it's exactly. It. And it's something that you can talk about for hours and then I have to remember that about work. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's good. It's um, good. Do you have any siblings? I meant to ask that earlier. I do. I have a brother. So he yeah. lives in Canberra. Um, yeah. So I don't get to see him that often. But now he's kind of jumped into triathlons as well. So he's, he's following in our footsteps. So good on him. Is he older or younger than you? Okay. He's two years older than me. Okay. And was he yeah. very sporty at school? Or was he? Um, like he I think he played a bit of tennis. He mm-hmm. my parents separated and yeah. so he went to live with my dad and I stayed yeah. with mum. But I have a feeling that he played a bit of tennis and um maybe something else I can't remember. Yeah. But yeah, so he's the same as me, I think. I think he got into it later in life. All right. Now so- he's married, so I know it was once he got married, that's when he kind of jumped into the, the triathlon as well. Okay. That's really cool. Yeah. So yeah. let's let's go to the start of your um well, it doesn't have to be just running, because I know it's not just running. <laughs> yeah. The start of your um of jumping into I guess physical exercise that's not been made, you know, you're not being made to do it at school. <laughs> physical yeah. exercise yeah. because you're choosing to do it as an adult. So how, what did that look like yeah. for you? When did you start that? So you probably heard a bit from mum. Um, so we both jumped onto a triathlon course. Uh, this would have probably been, I can't even really remember my age, so it would have been when the kids were little. Mm-hmm. We decided to do a triathlon course at Junior Lap. Yep. And it was um, so many weeks. Uh, I think it might have been a 12-week program uh, where they basically teach you cycling, swimming, a bit of running, Mm-hmm. And at the end of that, you do a triathlon. So we did it, fell in love with it. And basically, we both did triathlons for about 10 years wow. um, and just fell in love with the sport. So, so yeah. How, was- how did your mum, like, because we kind of glossed over that, but yeah. how did your mum convince you that it was a good idea to go with her <laughs> and learn how to run and swim? And, I'm and not cycle. sure. I know my, my auntie was the first one to, so mum's sister was the yeah. first one to start doing triathlons and it was through a friend that we heard about this program and we just we I mean mum and I were already close at this point and yeah we were like well, why don't why don't we just do this together and see if we like it and mate well we met the most amazing bunch of girls who were doing it or women and yeah we just fell in love with it 
So once you did that first triathlon and you just kind of get sucked into it <laughs> and that was it. Both of us were <laughs> out buying new bikes and wow. yeah, it was, it was awesome. So what is it about apart from, you know, the doing something fun with your mom and meeting some great yeah. people? Yeah. What were you enjoying that feeling of feeling fit or learning a new thing or? Yeah, I definitely think it was, it was something new. Um, yeah. yeah. Learning something different. Um, like I said, I'd probably only done a little bit of running. Swimming was definitely not my thing, but um, yeah. And the cycling was, yeah, it's just something different and just really enjoyed it. Yeah. And probably that feeling of getting fit and healthy because I hadn't done anything for so long since I had kids and wow. you know weight loss and all of that so how did you find it to begin with would it have been such a shock to your system the probably you yeah <laughs> probably because I hadn't done anything for so yeah. long and it's not like we were unhealthy or anything yeah. like that but yeah it definitely um probably took I mean it feels like a lifetime ago now but uh, yeah it definitely would have taken a bit out of us but yeah we we loved it so, yeah, definitely sucked us in. Uh, so that that sure. initial, um, you know, even when you've come back back from an injury or, and I know you had COVID recently as well, but when yeah. that initial go, getting back into it can be quite a shock. It's like, yeah, shock to the system. Can't that's breathe, sure. I can't, whatever. Yeah, so yeah, good. exactly. But um, we started off doing mainly short course distances. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you'd be doing a 5K run. Um, 20k bike and probably 2k swim at the most mm-hmm. um, so and then eventually um, got into a, a full Ironman by you know a few years later which so is who has the ideas <laughs> who has the ideas about the events you're going to enter is I it think you or your mum mom had I think mum had the idea about doing the full Ironman first so we done plenty of half but I think mum was the first one I think to do the full and then I was like yeah that sounds cool I might do it too and that was it I sucked in but we were diff- we were def- uh, training with different coaches so I she was part of North Coast Tri Club mm-hmm. and then I was in a squad called Pain for Breakfast oh. so <laughs> I was doing a lot of fast stuff and yeah. um, my coach was yeah he was very pushy <laughs> but I I got to I think my goal was to do like a sub five hour half Ironman and oh, wow. I got to the stage where I think 505 was my fastest and then yeah. too much pressure and then I kind of stopped enjoying it and that's kind of yeah. when I pulled the pin and didn't really find the love for it anymore. That's so interesting you say that because um, I think a lot of people go through that especially when they find they have a little bit of success because they yeah. have got some you know, genetic ability or whatever they didn't know didn't know about and they're just tapping into now and you have that improvement yeah. quite quickly earlier on when you yeah. start something especially if you have a bit of genetic propensity to be good in it yeah um, yeah you get very excited but then there's a lot of pressure isn't there to try and get to yeah what- yeah and I, I don't do very well with pressure I've, I've worked that one out but I did go and race for Australia in wow. Canada awesome. uh 2000 and mm, oh, couldn't even tell you actually when it was probably about, probably about eight years ago now yeah. and that was pretty amazing like I didn't do amazing though because it was I wasn't used to the um, altitude yeah so when I got there I was pretty sick and then just yeah I really struggled the cold mm-hmm. um it was fresh water so yeah. <laughs> I've been training in the ocean so Fresh water is completely different. Um, But that was, you know, mum came over with me and we had an absolute ball. So that was an experience. Wow. So nothing like wearing the the green and gold. So what race was that? What what event was that? So that was doing a Olympic distance triathlon. Yeah. So uh, I think it was a two and a half, three K swim, 40 K bike and a 10 K run. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was pretty, pretty awesome experience. So. I always, I have some friends who've traveled for triathlon and 
And I always look at all the, well, I suppose it's the bike really that you take with you. I'm like, wow, look at this gear and hope that it gets to the other side (laughs) with you. Yeah, and I did watch them throw it around when they were packing the the plane up. You could, you just sit there and you're you're watching them pick the bag up and kind of launch it. And you're like, oh my God, my bike's in there. I hope it's okay. (laughs) So yeah, that was a bit of a worry, but we, we made it there. Thank God. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. What a great experience though. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. yeah. So um, now that you're not doing triathlon, do you miss it at all? Or not at all. Of it? No? no, not at all. I still have my bike. It sits outside and I do, I could never sell it. Like yeah. I keep thinking, oh, maybe one day I'll get back on it. But yeah, the passion's definitely not there anymore. Mm-hmm. I tried to get back in the pool for a little bit. Um and that that was okay just for kind of recovery days yeah but yeah I just the roads don't feel as safe like I've got I've been hit by a car before Mm -hmm. and that was a few years ago but yeah I just don't feel like it's as safe as it used to be so that's kind of yeah it's a bit scary even mum's the same we we talk about it but we're like no I definitely don't miss it oh <laughs> <laughs> I did it for long enough but that's okay yeah. I have memories good memories and that's yeah. it so yeah. you both did you both start like stop triathlon and start doing more trail running at the same time is that how to... pretty much so mum decided to do a marathon mm-hmm. and after she finished that I was like I think I want to do that now see <laughs> same again I copied her again <laughs> and <laughs> leading the way and, no one wanted to train with me. So mum's like, okay, I'll do it with you. So I think it might've been city to surf that I, I had trained for. Oh, yeah. So we did that together and same again, absolutely loved it. Done maybe three of the city to surf. Yeah. Done one of my fastest times there. And then we kind of gave up the road running and jumped over to the trail running and haven't looked back. Wow. So what was it about just running rather than doing the swimming and the cycling as well that you uh, think that I you don't know like know, the it? one thing I had said when I left triathlon and jumped into the long distance running was mm-hmm. there was no more pressure mm. so my goal was to do a lot of my races with mum mm-hmm. and it meant I didn't have to worry about placing or pressure mm-hmm. or racing it it was just to go out there and enjoy the time you know Mm -hmm. friends and that's definitely I I kind of got that bit of competitiveness still which I can't get rid of Mm. but you know the fact that mum and I can go out and run together and you know we just yeah we don't have to think and just do it and we enjoy it and yeah there's no pressure so why do you think you still feel like you have to keep moving it's like you've gone for from not really moving yeah. to, you know, all of these, um, you know, a decade or whatever of triathlons and then yeah. into now, and we'll get more into the trail running in a minute. Yeah. And just like you could have just stopped because some people would have said, okay, I've done yeah. this, this trail. Well, sorry, I've done this triathlon Tri- period of yeah. my life and I've been a sporty person and now I'm going to go back to being, I don't know, something else or I'm going to take up knitting. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you, could have, whatever. <laughs> you could have done so- anything really. Yeah. But there was something yeah. about you know, being physically moving and being healthy in that way. Yeah, I don't know. I I think I do like a challenge. Mm. So coming from that triathlon background and still having a bit of competitiveness as well, I always like to have a challenge or a goal. Yeah. So I don't know if it's just that finish line feel that I'm addicted to, which I think it is. Yeah. Um, which a lot of people, if you've raced yourself, you know, you finish it and it's, it's just another feeling. I don't know. And it's an addictive feeling of you've achieved something and I just can't get enough of that. I think <laughs> I, could, I don't think I can go from doing triathlons to just doing nothing. nothing. I have to have something where I can achieve greatness almost. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. But it's, it's just an addictive feeling and, yeah, you, you just can't beat it. Do you um, – what do you do with all your medals? <laughs> I don't think I can show you. Let me see if I can. Well, you can't show it on the podcast, but they're all hanging up oh, look. on a hat stand. <laughs> oh, lovely. Yeah, they were There's all hanging up there, in the shed, unfortunately, and I 
I felt sad that they were kind of all hidden away. So um, I've hung them in the lounge room off a hat stand. So they're on display. That's very cool. <laughs> I know. Um, I think mine are in my dressing room. I know it's one of the things that um, in different races and for different reasons, you know, getting near the end, I can remember thinking, oh, I really just want to have, hold on to that medal now. You know, like yeah. I just want to get yeah. across that line and earn that medal, exactly. you know, that kind of thing. And so sometimes the medals mean a lot to me and sometimes they don't. But it's just, <laughs> and I don't know which ones will be which necessarily, but like, yeah, yeah. do get a collection for sure. Yes, I have, yeah, and I do love them. And they're also different. Yeah, every medal is different. So, and they're, they're special. And yeah. it cost me a fortune. I know, it's true. <laughs> So you have to display them. You do. Not that um, a lot of the people who see them understand exactly what they represent when it comes to yes. the amount of time yes. that's gone into some of those. Exactly, yes. Because yes. the, the medal for, a, you know, a 10K could look pretty similar to a medal from a 200 miles. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly, what? exactly. <laughs> that's what's written on it. All right, so, so you moved into some um, trail running. So yes. how did that get started for you guys? What? Um, the same again. I have a feeling that's come from mum again. Um, so we are a part of the Ultra Series WA, mm-hmm. and I think I can't even tell you which was one of our first races, but I think mum introduced me to everyone. Yeah. So we had done a race called uh, Wild Goose Chase, which is out mm-hmm. in the hills, which is now unfortunately cancelled. But that was kind of one of our first races where you stay for uh, three days mm-hmm. and it's kind of like a back-to-back race. And we kind of met everybody there who was staying there for the weekend and yeah, just came again, sucked in. Everyone was so nice and that was it. You know, once we we done that race, it was like, yep, yeah, this is what we want to be a part of now. And oh. Ultra Series WA is just fantastic. So the organiser, he's awesome, really close friend of mine, and the people are just insane. They're awesome. So, yeah, we definitely found this new group of friends and, you know, everyone doing the same thing and loving it. So, it's yeah, like it's been You found amazing. a community, doesn't it? Yeah. It's like a community. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. You've got all the same crazy people who are doing the same <laughs> crazy things. So, yeah, yeah, some <laughs> lifelong friends. How long ago was it that you and your mum got into uh, trail running? It was about three years ago now. Yeah, so into more like the the ultra kind of series because mum had done um, ADU 100 mm-hmm. and that was um, in uh, Australia, mm-hmm. I think it was. And um, so that was like her first 100K and I'd done it like the following year with her and that's when we jumped on to like, the, the ultra ultra side of it so wow. yeah <laughs> you said before you're quite goal orientated so do you yeah in order to get out of the bed in the morning on what isn't today is a cold day but yeah on, on <laughs> not as easy as to get moving days is yeah. it do you need to have something you're training for is that a part of yeah. your focus so i pretty much have my whole year planned out um mm-hmm. so and i'm coached by um his name's Ben. Um, uh, I've had a mental blank of his last <laughs> That's name. Right. So don't put that in there. Ben, we don't know you. So yeah, my, my coach. Well, I, he comes under Tony Smith. So okay. I've been training with them for a couple of years now. So yeah, my year's planned. I have every race that I want to do, um, and my program set. So yeah, I pretty much know what I'm doing that day and just got to get up and do it I won't do it in the evening that's for sure so I've got to get up early and do it otherwise it doesn't get done um so yeah it's I, I have to have something written down there has to be a program there for me to do it yeah otherwise um I probably wouldn't do it to be honest <laughs> so, so having a coach is, is working really well for you as well then like yeah. it sounds like yeah. that's always yeah. been someone you've had in You've always had a coach or a plan. Yeah, sound of it too. yeah, yeah. So mum's got a different coach to me. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of on different programs, even though we have the same races. Mm-hmm. Um, so we tend to kind of do separate things sometimes during the week and then mm-hmm. come together on the weekends for a long run. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I definitely have to have something written down uh, just 
yeah, so I know what I'm doing because it's all right to get up and go for a five or a 10K run. But for me, I do like to have structure. A reason. Uh, I definitely mm-hmm. work better with, with, a, with a goal, with a plan. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so this morning got up. Oh, today was just a rest day. But, um, yeah, get up and get it done. Probably before the kids go to school okay. um, or before I have to go to work. Yeah. But, yeah. So pretty early then on those days. Pretty early. Uh, well, days. not as early as I used to. I used to get up at 4.30 every morning. Huh. So I definitely don't do that unless it's race day now. Yeah. Um, so I usually meet at like 7, 7.30. Yeah. So do you um, run by but, yourself like sometimes as well or is it you mostly running? Yeah, yeah, I'm quite happy to run on my own. I've learned that kind of over the last year. Quite happy to do my own thing, mm-hmm. um, put the music in and just go. But most of the time I'm, I meet with somebody. We've got a group on a Tuesday that we catch up with. We mm-hmm. go for a run and then go to the pub for dinner. Oh, nice. Do a lot of our runs based around the pub. <laughs> That's funny. But uh, or go for dinner or yeah. But yeah, I tend to. I'm quite happy on mine. It, it doesn't bother me at all. Okay. And it's ahead sometimes. Is your training? Um, does it tend to be uh, mostly running, or you've got some strength work and other type of running? In the, obviously, other lots of types of running with yeah. maybe some. Do they do speed work when you're training to do something like a 200 mile or 100 mile? Yeah, yeah, we still do How like, a, like an interval session. So okay. we'll do one interval session once a week just so mm-hmm. you're getting a bit of speed work in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just started going back to the gym again. It took me a while yeah. to go back. Uh, it's one of those things um, I said at the start of the year was my New Year's resolution to go <laughs> back to the gym. Yeah. And I've only just started. Yeah. <laughs> I um. I did a couple of years ago, which I didn't actually mention, is I did a, a couple of bodybuilding competitions. So oh, wow. I think I burnt myself out yeah. going to the gym every single day. Yeah. So um, now I've got a friend who I meet and we actually go and do some strength work, try to go at like two to three times a week as well. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. That'll keep you very strong. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I find most of us, most of runners, well, not most, most um, regular kind of runners who aren't necessarily doing anything extreme don't do enough strength work or yeah. any at all. And that would be me sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I hear, I'm the same. I, yeah. And I always say it. I always say it's so important, but I never did it. And every time I get injured, I'm like, okay, I need to do strength work again. Mm. And then you don't, and then you get injured, and then you remember why you're supposed to do strength <laughs> work. Right. So, yeah, it's just one of those things, and it only takes half an hour. But mm. it's, yeah. I don't know, there's just something about it. There is a mental block. It's, I think we need to teach ourselves or explain to ourselves that we love it. Yeah. <laughs> or exactly. at least exactly. something about it that we love that will make yeah. us. Yeah. And it's always do good it. when you meet someone or you're doing it with someone because um, yeah. it makes you go. So, if I know that I'm meeting someone, I oh, will be there. Mm. so it's definitely helped me so I've been now for the last two three weeks oh um, and, now, and now I'll get back into a routine of it again you've got a streak so. that's awesome <laughs> yes <break> <laughs> exactly exactly so, so with your trail running at the moment what are your goals for the next 12 months so this weekend coming I'm doing a race for the ages yeah. which is a race based on your age so however old you are that's how many hours you are running oh wow so because I was sick for my last well I was mm. supposed to do light horse four weeks ago and then obviously yeah. COVID hit me yeah. so that was my A race for the year so I was absolutely gutted that I wasn't able to do oh. it so next week will be my um yeah I, I spoke well I was going to actually go and do the the light horse course mm-hmm. but I didn't want to do it on my own Um, and be running 24 hours just in the middle of nowhere on my own Mm -hmm. so this race was already um going ahead and Mm -hmm. so I thought well I might as well jump on so because I'm under 40 it's the minimum age is 40 so I have to run for 40 hours (laughs) so I'll be starting at 1am on Sunday morning and then you run for 40 hours so Um, my, my main goal is to do the 24 hours, which is what I was supposed to do at Light Horse. So I'll do 24 hours and then anything after that is just bonus, really. So that's just, I think it's a 2.5K loop. 
something was, like that. That's what I was going to ask. What's the track? Is it a, is it a track? Yeah, or is I it haven't. A, I actually haven't done it before, so I'm not. I know where it is, but I actually don't know the distance. But yeah. I think it's either two and a half, three k, something like that. So that's just uh, around Hillary. So mm-hmm. nice and close to home. I so that's that kind of uh, one of my goals. And then Mum and I have got a um, hundred miler in September. Yeah. And then, oh no, so I've actually got birdies. So I've got birdies first. So that's the backyard ultra. Mm-hmm. And then I've got the 100 miler. And then that'll be it for the year. So what? Um, what's, how far is um, birdies? The birdies, I'm not sure if you know of the backyard ultras where they, you run every hour on the hour. No. So you start every hour and you do um, a 6K loop, 6.5K loop. Yeah. And then you've got an hour to get back to the start and uh-huh. then you go again and it's the last person standing. So, <laughs> yeah, I've done them twice. It's a very mental race. So uh-huh. once I hit like over overnight, so about 2 a.m. is when it gets me and that's usually when I pull out. Yeah. So I'm going to try and at least get 24 hours this year. Oh, wow. So that one's in... Um, uh, August, I think. Okay. Um, yeah, and then That's we got the Hanumala. Who, yeah, who knew there so, were so many different ways to do a run? Like just oh, there's so many. <laughs> so that one they do. There's quite a few of them around. So they hmm. do it in Tassie. They do it in um, Adelaide. So there is a few of those around. But yeah, it's a bit of a tough race, that's for sure. You got to kind of get you. I think I worked it out. So I do about 55 minutes every lap. So it gives me about five yeah. minutes to kind of rest and then you go again. Yeah. So, yeah, they're a, bit, they're a bit tricky, but I haven't conquered it yet. So I think I've done maybe 120Ks was my longest. Yeah. So I'm going to go back again this year. Mum's crewing for me for that one. Oh, wow. So try yeah. again. <laughs> so what, what's your aim? I mean, apart from being the last person standing. <laughs> yeah, so that's basically, that's, that's the goal is to be the last person standing. <laughs> <laughs> so I think my my goal will be just to get to 24 hours I yeah. think okay um I wanted to be top three females last year yeah. but just yeah it was really cold they had this section which was just full of mud and going yeah. through that like every lap was just soul crushing so oh. we're hoping it's not going to be as wet and muddy this year yeah um so yeah that's a, that's a great one I do enjoy that one yeah, and then the 100 miler, so I'll have to start hill training after that because we'll do um, WTF um, 100 miler. Mm-hmm. So we've done that. A, well, did, that was our first 100 miler that mum and I had done together. So we're going to go back and do that one again. And, yeah, pretty wow. much it. So that's a yeah. lot. Do, is it is like, a lot. Because you, you're still quite young in the running yeah. world, <laughs> in my brain, <laughs> for, for ultra distance kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, is there something you haven't done out there in the world that you look at and go one day that's something I really want to do or achieve? Yeah, I think just being able to uh, travel with it, just going to another country Mm -hmm. or another state, which that'll be next year for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I've only ever done running in WA, so it'd be nice just to venture somewhere and something different mm. um so obviously mum and I will be heading over um to Adelaide to do a 200 miler next year mm-hmm. um so yeah that's basically it really just to kind of venture somewhere else maybe Europe one day or yeah well, <laughs> overseas. there's heaps I've had somebody on a couple of people on the podcast Fergus and Kate and they've done there must be four ultras which are multi-day events that do the, the desert ones. So they're like there's uh, the Gobi Desert and the yes. three others, including us is at the Antarctic as well as one of them. And people yeah, try wow. and get the four or something. Like, yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. There, like you said, there's so many races mm. around the world. Like what am I, I would have liked to, and my goal was my 40th next year was to do the Disneyland Ultra. Well, it's actually mm-hmm. it's not an ultra, but uh, you do a 5K on one day, a 10K the next day, a 21, and then a marathon. So it's over four days, and that's around Disneyland. Um, so I would have loved oh, wow. to have done that. But 
Yeah, and the medals are massive. There's four huge medals that you get. Is there a Mickey Mouse on it? <laughs> yeah, but I think so. <laughs> so I would have loved to have done that. So maybe one day um, I could do that one. But that was definitely on the cards, yeah. Oh, that doesn't sound but like yeah, a trail just, run to me, though. That one's not a trail run, no. <laughs> but, yeah, that's, yeah otherwise, yeah, there's, there's plenty on there. There's, there's, there is a list wow. just to get on a plane somewhere and, and just go somewhere different would be awesome so we talked a little earlier about um is it rather like pressure I suppose do you feel any pressure now on when you're lining up for a trail run you know that night before or whatever and you're preparing and then the next morning I don't really get that feeling like I used to I used Mm. to get the horrible sickly feeling the night before Mm. um I really only kind of get that now is if I'm racing on my own so if there's like light horse you know I'd plan to kind of be top three in that one um so that was definitely feeling a little bit of pressure on that one other than that not really not with any of the trail runs Mm. so when mum and I do um some of those races together I, I don't feel that at all if I was to go in there and race on my own I definitely yeah. would get it, I think. So it's the racing, yeah, the racing element. Do you think? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, a lot of them we do together. There's, I might do like one. So birdies, I'll definitely mm-hmm. feel that feeling because mm-hmm. I'm going in and doing it on my own. Um, so I'll, I'll definitely get that nervous mm-hmm. feeling. But if it's a trail race where mum and I are doing it together, no, I don't get that anymore, which is nice because I don't like that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the reasons I'm like I don't yes I don't really want to compete that much yeah, anymore Love exactly to go yeah things or go to events I'm now calling things events in my head <laughs> like just yeah. for my own thing because I get too nervous or anxious or whatever before yeah yeah right even I, though know, I, have I have no no uh like I was never gonna win <laughs> yeah yeah nervous. like I had that feeling for 10 years and I hated it yeah. so that's why I pulled away from it because I didn't yeah. want that feeling anymore um so yeah only a race where I'm doing it on my own which is maybe like I said one or two a year that I'll have that feeling so um what do your boys think about their grandma and their mum crazy running (laughs) out there kind of stuff (laughs) (laughs) they don't say anything they're so like they're just oblivious to it all I think um yeah like yeah, to be honest, I don't think they really think anything of it. <laughs> Typical teenage boys, you know, they just sit in their room and they don't come yep. out. So I they don't it. really. I think I've only ever had them show up at one race before. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So they never really, no, they're not interested, yeah. which is sad. But now, it, you know, I think it'll change as they get yeah. older. Yeah. yeah. But at the uh, moment, no, nah, they live in their own bubble. I've got two at home still, and an 18 and a 20-year-old, although I did make them come to running club when they were younger for a long time, so they have. Um, but now they, they're aware, and they run every now and then themselves. But yeah. it's, I think, though, as a parent, it's quite a it's quite a cool thing what you're doing, giving them an example, because even if they choose not yeah. to run now in the future, it's something that's in their toolbox because it's part of their genetics. Exactly. You know, my mum yeah. and my grandma were kind of crazy and did all that running exactly. stuff. So they might find themselves at some point wanting to get a bit fitter and it'll be one place they'll feel like they have, yeah. even if they've Definitely. not done it themselves, they'll feel like they can a bit more than as if nobody in their family ever did it. So I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I tried to get um, my youngest into park run, but <laughs> no. Not at all, because he was really fast, like in primary school and champion boy and all of that, but just not interested at all. So but I never got pushed the, it. He's the sporty one too at the moment, though, isn't it? Is that what yeah. you were saying? So yeah, the football. Yeah, but just didn't want a bar of it. So yeah, I reckon maybe one day. But <laughs> it was good to have them. They came to Kep Ultra last year. My dad went and picked them up, so it was nice to have them at the finish line just oh. once. It's like, oh, you know, look, so it was finished. so nice. It was so nice. <laughs> but I, yeah, I don't get that much. So, yeah, definitely treasured that day. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, that sounds really special. <laughs> All yeah. right. Um, when you're training, do a lot of you, does a lot of your training, are you doing it on a trail or are you doing it on roads and tracks and whatever else? 
Yeah, I'm pretty much on the road most of the time yeah. just because I'm so far out from the trails. Yeah. So we have to go about 45 minutes to get out okay. to a trail. So that's mainly on the weekend. Yeah. So we've got just where my gym is, is like a little 4K trail loop around the back mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. So we try and get there once a week. Um, otherwise, I'm pretty much on the road, yeah. which I don't mind. I try and do yeah. at least three sessions um, on the path. And then at least two, maybe on the trail mm-hmm. when I can. But yeah, it's a case of getting in the car for half an hour, 45 minutes, then running on a trail and then back home. Yeah. So it becomes a very long day. So we, we leave that for the weekend. Yeah. yeah. Um, actually, you, this is a really good question. There's been a running theme recently on the podcast where all of my guests have been informing me that you should have more than one pair of shoes. <laughs> and because of your um work in the retail industry, yeah. in shop, you could probably tell me what your opinion is how many pairs of shoes do you rotate through for example um probably not enough um i have literally only two pairs of runners so road shoes what so i'll use one pair one pair for my interval sprint work and then one pair for long distance Mm-hmm. And then I've got same again, probably two, um, two to three for the trails. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, I just kind of rotate two mainly when yeah. I'm when I'm doing my my fast stuff or my long distance. Excellent. So it's just nice to mix it up a little bit. They're all a little, all the shoes are so different. Um, so yeah, depending on what you're doing, you definitely should mix it up and change it. And then you get a little bit longer out of them. They don't last as long as if you're stuck using the same shoe all the time. Yeah, the compression and things. That's yes. Yeah. yeah. Learned a bit about that recently. <laughs> like after, <laughs> I don't know, when am I? 53 and I've been running consistently since I was 25 or something. <laughs> Yeah, like well. <laughs> no, wouldn't you? Anyway, <laughs> it's, it's a funny well. Um, yeah, I just thought people who had more money than they needed. <laughs> yeah, lots of shoes. This is something that I mean, I've only learned recently, and like probably oh, wow. the last couple of years, yeah. maybe not even that, maybe the last year, um, I kind of worked that out. But I was lucky enough to, um, when I was because I'm at Rebel, I was mm. the Nike Run Expert. Oh, cool. So I got to do um, a lot of the Zoom calls with Nike. Um, they sent me free shoes. So I was able to kind of test them all out and kind of work out what I needed each shoe for. Yeah. So that's something that I've only kind of just really learned myself. Yeah, um, But then it was easy, yeah, when you get free shoes, <laughs> you can actually do that. <laughs> I know, I'm now thinking now, and now I know why they, I think I used to use the Nike app uh, to record my runs years ago because yeah. um, I got it, had an iWatch I was using and um, it used to give you the ability to put your shoe down. I think yeah. um, and the stuff do that now. And I remember thinking, why do you need to do that really? <laughs> <laughs> I know, but that's annoying now. So me, when I go into my Strava, I have to remember to keep changing my shoes. Yeah. Otherwise, it just adds extra to shoes. And, yeah, so that's something that you have to remember every time you, you do Strava. And then I Changes heard, like, <laughs> you know, people getting the same, like, two of the same shoes and then they all these different methods to so that they they took the new one and not the old one or something so they weren't still taking the same shoes out and I'm like oh, yeah like having yeah. to mark them anyway it's all quite funny um, <laughs> you said before that you listen to um audio sometimes when you're running put your headphones yeah. in what sort of yeah. stuff do you listen to well I've tried to jump on with the podcast and stuff like that I tend to always just go back to music to be honest yeah. so depending on what I'm training for so if I'm going out and doing a fast interval session and mm-hmm. I tend to listen to dance music just something oh, wow. that's fast yeah. and upbeat yeah. um otherwise if it's just kind of a long run I just yeah any type of music that I've got on there um just a little bit of Ed Sheeran yeah. <laughs> whatever's on my playlist yeah. yeah um so I tend to just I, I find the music that kind of matches my run for that day uh and listen to that but I do have quite a few podcasts but I actually haven't listened to any um yet <laughs> that's all right I just tend to keep going back to music because it's what works for you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I like that so um, I've had a few documentaries on there as well so if I'm on the treadmill I, I do like to watch a documentary okay just to kind of entertain me a little bit um to mix it up but yeah. I do 
and to listen to just music. Because you're doing these really long, like, ultra runs, when you're actually in a, an event, do you listen to stuff then or are you mostly, or you're not allowed to or does it depend on the event or blah, blah, blah? blah. Um, I just talk to mum. <laughs> no, nice. so, yeah, I don't have music in when I'm racing. Yeah. Um, only because I like to chat to everybody and yeah. um, most of the time I am with mum so we'll just chew each other's ear off for a few hours and <laughs> we've learned now to when we when we are running that you know we can chat for a little bit but then we're quite happy to be in silence for a little bit as well so yeah, yeah. if I'm running on my own if, I, if I'm racing on my own like I said which is not very often I will kind of chuck me music in like mm-hmm. early morning yeah. uh, just to kind of get you through that dark stage if you're yeah. if you're there um but other than that yeah I'm quite happy not to have music I, I, I like a training day but yeah race day I do like to chat to everyone and yeah. say hello to people so I think it's easier without without music yeah it's a good point now have you had yeah. many injuries you touched on injuries before have you um the last year's probably been the worst for me I've, I've been so careful and uh, last year, probably about August, mm-hmm. I went out on a trail um, hike with mum and I mm-hmm. fell down the stairs. No. <laughs> so I broke my foot or ankle. Um, I think it might have been my ankle. So I was in a moon boot for about four weeks. So that, I was supposed to have a race as well, so I had to miss out on that. Um, other than that, I think that may have been my only injury besides, you know, being stuck with COVID still. So like I said, I had COVID four weeks ago, but I'm still struggling with that, um, with the breathing side of it. So um, it's been a bit of a nightmare trying to train and my breathing kind of a bit out of whack at the moment. So heart rate's still really high. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I've been, yeah, that was my main injury. Um, I think that's pretty much the only one I might have had I've had a few stress fractures and plantar fasciitis but they never really stuck around for too long mm, managed to um, move them on yeah yeah other than that it's just yeah my my one main injury and I've been okay since yeah touch wood touch wood <laughs> <laughs> when do you think you called yourself a runner uh, probably four years ago three or four yeah. years ago yeah 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 I don't I never really would have said it when I was doing tries but yeah, yeah when mum jumped over to the marathons yeah probably the last four years I think that's when that's when you sort of went that's it I'm a runner not a triathlete yeah I'm a runner <laughs> <laughs> an ultra runner <laughs> and oh sorry I, that's true I need to, <laughs> need to correct that <laughs> an ultra runner an ultra runner yeah. and, and people who don't <laughs> run will be going I don't understand what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Anything so, over 42 K. They'd be like, I can remember when I first ran the marathon, it was like um, it, people would go, oh, yeah, great. How far is that again? Five kilometers? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, <Yeah>. no. <laughs> 42.195 actually. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it always made me laugh. Anyway, um, <laughs> when you've been injured, like, you know, you identify as a runner. So this is a question we talk about sometimes in podcasts and it's to do with identity and how hard it actually is when we can't run for some reason, like you've had, you're in the moon boot or, and you in the COVID as well and how, how that affects you. What goes on in your head? Is it, I mean, I know when I can't do something, everybody else seems to be doing it, you know, I'll drive down or whatever. And every, there seem to be more runners than normal around and stuff like what. Yeah. And social media as well doesn't help with it. Yeah. How do you cope with that? Mm. um not very good I don't think yeah like you, you, you can be sitting at home and then yeah you jump on Facebook or any type of social media platform and someone's out doing a race or gone for a run and yeah I get lots of demons in my head yeah. uh but you just I try and find something else that I can do yeah so like yeah if you can't run at least you know you can go to the gym um yeah. do some form of something else um, mm-hmm. But I definitely do struggle with that. Um, the COVID thing really got to me. Obviously, I was supposed to be racing when I had mm-hmm. it. Um, so, yeah, my head definitely isn't <laughs> very happy. 
Um, but yeah, I just try and find something else to put my mind um, at ease. So yeah, and that, I mean, at least I do have the gym as another form of exercise that I can do, yeah. or even just go for a walk yeah. um, down to the beach, take the dog out, anything to kind of, yeah, make those demons go away. <laughs> I guess one thing, you know, you can, especially if it's an injury, you know, you'll get over or an illness, you yeah. know, will pass that, yeah. you know, being able to say to yourself, this, you know, this too will pass. This is a season. Yeah. Or this is what, I, this isn't, you know, for good. This is yeah. just for right now and it'll. Yeah. Right. I mean, like I said, having a coach as well, yeah. Um, yeah. when you can't train, they, they'll always kind of go, well, okay, we'll go for a, a walk or mm-hmm. go and do this, um, you know, and then just have another goal in mind um, mm. to, to kind of look forward to. But yeah, I, I was never I was never injured long enough to kind of get too caught up in it. But I mean, yeah. especially when you know you've got a race. Like when I was in a moon boot, I was supposed to race that weekend. When I got COVID, I was supposed to race what? that weekend. So I haven't had much luck with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I, yeah, you have a bit of a cry and a bit of a yeah. whinge. But you know, we're lucky to that it's not going to last forever. And there's always another race. <laughs> yeah, there's always another race. Exactly right. And that's what you have to remember. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's true. Um, <laughs> yep. How long do you think you'll run for, like, in your life? Well, mum's, what, 64? Mm-hmm. So I'm just about to turn 40. So, oh, yes, I'm going to go to 100. Yeah. I don't know. I, there's nothing good stopping us. <laughs> not that there's any wrong answer, but that's a good exactly. answer. Exactly. You can't yeah, imagine yeah. not running. Yeah, you know, I get customers come in and I'll always have a, a chat and say, oh, you know, mum's like 65 and they're like, oh, I could never do that. I'm like, well, mum's 65 and she can do that. Sorry, mum, you're 64. <laughs> um, you know, and she can do it. So I think anybody can do it, you know, and seeing these people at the races, there's some, there's a lot of older people yeah. and it's something that you can get into later in life. You don't have to be young to do it. So yeah, yeah I'll be gone forever. That's the plan. Yes, I love it. I love it. So, yes. What do What are you thinking about? You know how you, you've got music in sometimes, yes. But I know yes. even when I've got music in or a podcast, if I happen to have those things that I'm running, um, I still yes. my mind is still ticking over and thinking about things. Um, yeah. You know, even the podcast, I'll be like, oh, I have no idea what they just said in the podcast. Then, because you know, <laughs> you've gone away with the fairy somewhere. Yeah. What kinds of things often go through your head when you're training? Um, well, I have two teenage boys, <laughs> so they go through my head quite a lot, especially at the moment. Yep. My youngest is struggling at school and yep. uh, he's got quite a few issues going on. So at the moment, uh, I think I'm, I'm going out and they're part of my focus at the moment. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I, I don't think, now you say it, I don't really know what I think yeah. about. I, I don't know, just that how lucky are we <laughs> yeah. well, that's you know true. to be able to do this yeah. um the gratitude yeah yeah I, I I very rarely get negative thoughts which is good mm-hmm. um but yeah most of the time like I said at the moment it's, it's mainly worrying about my kids and yeah stuff like that but yeah I'm, I'm a pretty positive person and just I feel like if, when I'm running I just have this smile on my face because it's like yeah this is awesome I love yeah. this and yeah, but I don't know. I don't really know what I think about. I have to go for a run now and have okay, a think about it. <laughs> what am I thinking about? Yeah, I don't know. I think we have some crazy thing like, I don't know, 100 thoughts a minute. A lot of thoughts in, so over a day, it's quite a lot, over a run, it's yeah. quite a lot of thoughts as well that are happening. Yeah. Irrelevant of whether we're focusing on them or not, they just come and go. Yeah, it's like, what am I cooking for dinner? Or... Yeah, it could just be random. <laughs> yeah, just every, random randomness. thoughts that pop in your head. Yeah. Yeah, whereas some people will actually really use it. Like I know because I work for myself, um, if I've got stuck on something and I happen, I go for a run because it's a bit like writer's block for me sometimes. Yeah. I can come, I'm like, oh, I've got a great idea for that now and because it sort of clears <laughs> away, you know, all of whatever reason your yeah. brain's not yeah. coming up with an idea. Um, I found that yeah. running can help me with that sometimes. Although Definitely. the ideas, the longer the run, I will say, the worse the ideas, even though I think they're great when I'm running. When I yeah. stop running, I'm like, hmm, maybe that wasn't such a good idea. <laughs> I think all I know idea. is if I do leave the house in a negative mind, I come back and I, I feel good. 
Yeah. So you get rid of all that negativity out there yeah. and yeah, blow it away. Just actually, yeah. it's and it's really simple, isn't it? Like this, the action of running is just one foot in front yeah. of the other. And I sometimes think it's just that process of just going and putting it, doing your this thing with your body that's quite simple. You don't have to think too much about it unless yeah. you want to. Exactly. Um, yeah. It, but it just feels right. I don't know. Anyway, you, yeah, I'm sure there are better words than that for uh, <laughs> for why we love to run and yeah, and do this simple movement. And what how it makes us feel exactly. Yeah. So if if you hadn't started running, if I probably should say if your mother hadn't started running, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you if you didn't have running in your life, what what do you think you'd be missing? What would you be missing out on now that you know what oh. it brings to your life? I don't know because I don't know what I would be doing. Like, you know, I used to be a dancer and I was a dance teacher. So, oh, wow. you know, I'd probably be doing something like that still. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I feel like I just wouldn't have that amazing group of friends. Oh, I'd probably have a different group of friends. But, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, I have no idea. <laughs> a lot of people actually but say I'd, the community that they think they'd be missing. Yeah, um, yeah, it's the yeah, big part. It's that, that friend community. group because yeah. definitely most of our friends are all runners. So yeah. it'd be a completely different world. I don't think it'd be a fun world. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine life without it. I can't. I can't. I, I definitely couldn't. Yeah. Like I, like I said, I was a dance teacher and I probably would have maybe stuck with something like that, but yeah. it would definitely not be the same as what we've got now yeah that's for sure yeah that's fascinating <laughs> um do you have any special this is a sort of random left field question any special um dietary things that you do personally are you um oh so i'm a yo-yo dieter <laughs> oh nice <laughs> this, is come, this, is, this has come back from my when i was doing bodybuilding yeah so but for the last Probably since the start of the year now, I do intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely one of the best things that I have done. Oh. Um, so other than that, because I, I used to be a, a carbophobe. <laughs> so I was very much a keto athlete for yeah. probably a year, mm-hmm. which was brilliant um, until you get into that real long distance stuff where you're having no carbs. Yeah. Um, so this year I decided to jump on to the fasting side of it. Mm-hmm. and now I eat everything and anything as long as it's been the hours of uh, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Oh, wow. Um, and then I'll do, so I'll do um, yeah, eight hours eating and then 16 hours of fasting. And so you just life. do that every day? That's like a- Every day, program. except for the weekend, mm-hmm. except for the weekend. Okay. Um, and that's, yeah, and that's been really good. So lots of carbs now, and it's definitely yep. helped with my my running for yeah, sure that longer stuff yeah, yeah yeah um I'm still trying to work out you know say 15 years later after all the tries mm. and running I'm still trying to work out nutrition <laughs> when I I'm racing it's, it's different for everyone and it's different it'll change for you as you yeah. as you age and you go through different life cycles things yeah change. it just gets different so our bodies require different things yeah yeah so I definitely worked out that with the longer stuff, real food is better. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of like avocado sandwiches oh, and yeah. like bananas, just real food instead of having yeah. all the gels. Yeah. Uh, when mum and I used to do like the City to Surf Marathon, we'd have a box of chocolate gels and just smash a whole box of them. <laughs> Whereas now I just can't touch that stuff anymore. Yeah. So we find real food best. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're, like I said, I'm still learning. Uh, getting there but I mean aid stations always have fruit and lollies yeah. and chips um, and then we yeah pack sandwiches and music bars yeah anything that's kind of real and full of nutrition but yeah, yeah um, it's still a, a learning thing for me yeah, but I love it. Yeah, yeah every race is so different as well I find yeah. it depends what race you're doing or what a, you're doing a coach last year um, and they do keto style not full keto but they do um like low carb 
stuff which was really cool because we already do a bit of that ourselves anyway not we don't do keto but we do yeah. we do the low carb so what did you say carb phobe we're not quite that but um anyway one of the interesting things they were saying um that they were finding is that people who didn't eat a lot of carbs actually found and were then at, were athletes when they needed um a carb in their races or their longer runs it was even more effective because their body wasn't all, you know, hadn't, yeah. wasn't just surviving on carbs all the time, <laughs> but yeah, exactly. they, they really used the carbs, um, you know, during a run or a long run or a race. And I thought that was interesting. But. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I found the high fat diet was brilliant, like for anything up mm. to like 21 K. Mm. Uh, but I've, you know, I've listened to podcasts of people who've done it for ultras mm. and they're amazing athletes, but, I don't think it works for everybody. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's said before. But, and then the hardest thing is trying to find keto food to have yeah. while you're racing. I was living off pork belly and I can't oh, just nice. take pork belly with me. <laughs> uh, there's only so much food that you can do. So I was making these things called fat bombs, which is just yeah. like coconut oil and cocoa. and But they don't survive when it's hot. Yeah, so it's, I just gave it up. It just became yeah. too hard. Yeah. But, I definitely love my carbs now and being able to eat a donut on a race is awesome. <laughs> um, so, and I'm not scared of carbs anymore. So, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Definitely. I'm glad. I don't think it's not healthy to be scared of anything, is it, at all? <laughs> like, yeah. especially just like normalish food. You know, we're not talking about exactly. highly processed something or others. We're talking yeah. about like just normal food. So, yeah, it's just hard when you've come back from doing one of those body fitness yeah, comps and you know you yeah. get to four percent body fat and you think that's what you want to look like but you yeah. can't you, you yeah. know you have to eat and it just for you know two years it was it stuck my head up mentally yeah. physically everything um so when I jumped onto the fasting uh, best thing I could have done so so do you think um just very briefly that kind of uh, mental what do we call it aerobics that you that you had to yeah. go through in order to compete yeah. in the bodybuilding you think running's helped you re- recover from that is that the right word to say I'm not sure yeah that I think it so it was yourself. yeah I mean I just got so sucked into dieting yeah. um being wanting to look a certain way mm-hmm. um but obviously running you constantly the amount of calories you're burning Mm. um but you know I was too scared to eat anything bad um I had no life back then you know I was in the gym every single day I had no you know your friends didn't want to be with you because you didn't want to go out you didn't want to Mm. go and socialize um so obviously running you can you can pretty much eat what you want when you're running is many k's that we are um but I definitely think um the fasting side of it has helped me um mentally physically yeah um yeah Hmm. oh it's interesting um how many k's are you running on average a week just um Um, it changes yeah Yeah, i find depending on what race i've got coming up um just before i got covid i was probably doing um, i probably hit about 100 Mm k's a week yeah but it just, it gradually builds to that. So, you know, you started yeah. your program, you might be doing like 60K um, yeah. and then closer to a race, you'd have your, your peak and then you'd go back down, you'd start tapering. So yeah, I probably got to about 100Ks before that. And now I'm kind of sitting at about 50, 60, but that's because yeah. I'm still coming back from um, having COVID. So slowly rebuilding again. Um, yeah. But yeah, depending on what you're training for, it, it changes every week yeah cool all right Bianca it has been amazing to talk to you don't um pop off just yet but I would like to ask you before we go two things the uh first things have you got any tip for beginners beginner runners people who might like to start running mainly make sure you have the right shoes the amount of of people that come (laughs) into my work who need help with shoes so that is one of my biggest things make sure you either go in and speak to somebody uh rebel sport (laughs) um (laughs) go and speak to someone and get fitted for a proper pair of shoes Uh uh and then just yeah it's basically just 
you know, slowly build into it. Um, jump on with a running group. Mm-hmm. There's so many around now. Um, yeah, we have our Tuesday one where you can, there's about 10, 15 people. We jump on with them and mm-hmm. get someone to help you. Having a coach is also really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. How do you find a coach? How, do you, how would you I suggest a new person finds a coach though? Yeah, and the problem is there's so many out there. Yeah. So the best thing is, like, either word of mouth, like, there's so many, that, and they're all so different. So depending on what they want out of a coach, yeah, um, yeah the, probably the best thing is to work out what your goal is mm-hmm. um, and then find someone who's going to help you and kind of fit your goal because, mm-hmm. yeah, there's, there's definitely quite a few out there. Um, and they're also different so yeah it's true so asking around obviously and yeah yeah or even just have a chat with the coach and see what they recommend Mm. for you yeah that works um is there anything about running this is your last question (laughs) is there anything about running that we haven't talked about that you want to share (sighs) oh I think we've got most of it that I can think of. We've done all right. <laughs> I think we've done all right. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I think we, we covered most of it. I can't think of anything else. We have done all right. Yeah, <laughs> You've done all right. <laughs> Bianca, it has been a delight to meet you, and you're just as yeah. delightful as your mum, and I knew you would be. <laughs> Thank you. It's <laughs> really cool to chat with you. Like I said, good jeans. <laughs> yes, totally good G. Um, don't hop off um, straight away because I'll say goodbye to you after recording. But yes. thank you for sharing your time with us. Very inspirational. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast. I'd love to talk to you about your running journey. So send me a message on Facebook or on the website and let's do it. For a bunch of resources on mindful running that will help you get and stay mentally and physically fit, head over to the website fitmindfitbody.co and I'll see you there. Plus, I'll be back here in your podcast player a few times a week. Hit subscribe now so that you don't miss an episode. And before you go, I'd really appreciate it if you'd leave a review. It'll help more people to find the podcast and get inspired to start running. I'll see you soon. Bye.